Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the energies of July 26th until August 2nd as we close out the month of July and now we are fully in Leo season. Over this next week, the energies are quieter, they're calmer. We do have the Aquarius full moon on August 1st, which has quite a bit of energy around it. But other than that, this is a week of slowing down, integrating, listening, perhaps even trusting more of what excites you, what you want to create, and what the sun in Leo is activating in your chart. So we'll be talking about that even more in today's show. Also, a heads up that by the end of August, we're going to have seven planets in retrograde. And before anybody freaks out, this is normal. This happens every year. This is part of the ongoing cycle that we've been in for a number of years where we begin the calendar with multiple planets direct. And then by the second half of the year, we have multiple planets retrograde. Of these planets that are retrograde, it's the personal planets that really affect us the most simply on a daily basis because the personal planets are your daily energy. So Venus retrograde is in motion now. I'm going to talk about that a bit more. And we will have Mercury retrograde in Virgo starting towards the end of August. So just a heads up that by the end of the month, there is an intentional slowdown. There is something that gives us more opportunities to breathe, relax, review, integrate. So I just wanted to give you that heads up because it can help with how you begin the month as well as how you intentionally move through the month and end the month. So as August gets underway, we start with that Aquarius full moon and things really get spicy around that time. But before we go into August, let's discuss what is coming up here over the last few days of July. Now on July 27th, Mercury will be conjunct Venus retrograde in Leo at 28 degrees. Now 28 degrees is where Venus stationed retrograde on July 22nd. So she's been hanging out at this degree point for a week and this is about an intentionality as a planet sits in one degree point, especially over multiple days. It's about really gathering together and intentionality and connecting to self-awareness, especially Venus and Leo, self-awareness around what she needs, what she wants, what is going on within her and how it's affecting her sense of self, her confidence, her life force. So there could be something that you feel has been paused over the last week. It's just kind of been sitting there. Maybe that's your own creativity. Maybe there's something with your finances or money. Maybe there's relationship decisions or things going on that you're just sitting with. And now we have Mercury making a conjunction to this Venus retrograde. And Mercury, the messenger, brings in the expression, how to communicate, how to say it. Also, it could be good internally for listening to more of your thoughts, more of what is happening within you and putting some words to those experiences or to what is swimming around in your head. 
So Mercury conjunct Venus supports saying and communicating what is going on in your world. There's also a loveliness here with every Mercury-Venus conjunction. Now, these are the two planets that always travel the closest to the sun. So they never get too far away from the power of that solar consciousness, from the light of the sun. And here they both are in Leo, but also they're receiving the energetic influence from the finger of God energy that's also happening at this degree point. Now I have a separate video for you on YouTube discussing how Venus retrograde in Leo is interacting with this finger of God energy, but let me break it down a bit more. So the finger of God is when you have two planets who are in a sextile. In this case, Neptune in Pisces at 27 degrees is sextiling Pluto in Capricorn at 29 degrees. So they are in harmony, Neptune and Pluto. They are the most outer planets. They are very influential in terms of what shifts and evolves on our planet. They're also connected to the bigger picture and what we are experiencing collectively. They are also known as generational planets because of how they affect the masses at large. And they've been in this harmonic connection for most of this century and it will continue. So Neptune and Pluto are buddies, are friends, they're getting along. Now they are both energetically connecting this week with Mercury and Venus in late degrees of Leo and there could be something that you feel is infiltrating your will. Leo is about personal will, what you want, what you want to go for, what you want to create, what you want to do. It's a fixed sign that can be very focused on what it wants, doesn't want to compromise, doesn't want to budge, can be stubborn, can be resistant to change. And then with this influence from both Neptune and Pluto, there is something that both Mercury and Venus need to tap into the bigger picture of what they've been moving through that actually is about their soul journey. So there are soul journey messages coming through that could feel uncomfortable, that could even be painful reminders of where you've been, what you've selected, what you've chosen, what you've experienced, but it's not meant to remain in that energy. It's meant to evolve. It's meant to be something where, okay, this is what came up. This is what I learned. This is what I've moved through. And so there's a higher consciousness affecting both Mercury and Venus in Leo as they are at this finger of God point that is receiving intense energies from these two most outer planets. And you could be feeling something in you that, again, it could be uncomfortable. It could have a tension. You could be like, oh, what do I do with all this? What do I say? How do I work with this? And part of this week is knowing that this comfort is a gift. It's gifting you with new consciousness, new realizations, things that could show you where you want to go next and where you never want to go back. There could be something here as well where you're being reminded to choose what's best for you. And I'm saying that because both Mercury and Venus in Leo are trining the North Node that's now in Aries. 
which is about a new chapter, a new beginning, a new start, new adventures, new, 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 that's based on your self-knowingness, your frequency, who you are now, and making sure that you are in solid alignment with what your heart wants, with what you need, uh, with what energizes you, and again, gives you life, makes you feel strong and energized. But it's almost like you also have to be responsible to yourself and where you've been. You have to be responsible to your own life path and your own soul growth. But I'm feeling this energy. I don't know why I'm hearing painful reminders. None of us wants to hear that, right? But there's something about learning from where we've been that's going to help us more expertly guide where we want to go. And I feel like this week has a very interesting energy of maybe just sitting with it, sitting in it, being aware of something, allowing it to be a beautiful teacher, a part of your soul's wisdom, and allowing it to support you. I also feel like there is the ability here to find a neutrality, okay, where you don't go into the past and you don't go into things as they played out or where you've been. Rather, you're in this neutral place of observation, where you can see that there was beauty and gifts in previous life experiences. And that's because, again, both Neptune and Pluto hold that frequency of where you've been across all lifetimes, across your full soul's journey. So there's bigger things happening inside of us. And that's what's interesting, too, is that the Leo energy, it can be very showy you know, very look at me. It's the entertainer. It's the performer. It's being comfortable public speaking and being on stage or even just telling a story to a group of friends. That is where the Leo energy feels strong and is in its element. And so there's things that maybe you're showing the world one version of yourself or you're showing up in a way that others expect you to. Keep in mind now that we have the sun in Leo, that the underbelly of Leo energy also comes up. And the underbelly, if you will, is the shadow energies of, I'm going to play this role. I'm going to wear this mask. I'm going to be what people want from me. I'm going to go tell the jokes that people want to hear. I'm going to be what they want or what they expect me to be because then I will receive some kind of recognition or love or attention from them. And so part of the lower Leo energies is putting on a show or doing something to entertain others, but then you could realize it doesn't connect with who I really am. It doesn't really show what I want, what I need, what I enjoy. I'm also getting the energy of a performer who's worn out, kind of like, I'm just tired of being on this sitcom. I'm tired of doing this, this show, or I'm tired of this rigmarole because it's no longer connected to who I am. And I feel like part of this Venus retrograde is really digging into what you love about yourself now and living from that place. So there can be a change up here. Kind of like changing up how you dress, changing how you present yourself, changing what you enjoy. I'm also getting the visual of things closing down. Like whether, and I know nothing about the entertainment world, but it's like studios closing 
endings happening. Oh, by the way, this would definitely relate to these strikes that are happening in Hollywood, assuming those are still occurring as this podcast is recorded. But the actors strike, the writers strike, very much connected to this Venus retrograde because Venus is about money and being fairly compensated. And interestingly, Aquarius is about unions. And so the Aquarius full moon that's coming up could have some important energy for those strikes and what's happening in the world of entertainment. Again, if it's still relevant when you listen to this podcast, because I know things can change quickly, especially in various news cycles. But getting back to this strong Leo energy, there is time here to assess who you really are, what you want to create, how you want to show up, what enforces your sense of self and your confidence and how you're willing to commit to that in yourself. And as Mercury is conjunct Venus, and they're both on the receiving end of this finger of God energy, there could be some deep realizations here. And again, I feel it as a no going back. I also feel it as kind of like, well, what do I do next? If I don't do this, what do I do? And that's an exciting place to be. That's an exciting zero point potential energy where you're at this place of instead of feeling like something is shut down or closing down, which is a part of a process, then imagine the energy opening up, really expanding into whole new potentials or whole new areas to play with. And that's also part of the Leo energy signature. Let's have some fun. Let's play. Let's do something to shake off what's going on that could be too serious or too heavy. Let's lighten it up. So you could be feeling that this is a time of both serious contemplation, reviewing things, having to take it seriously, which is also part of your self-awareness. And then I think as we move into August, then the energies could even be like, okay, yeah, I got it. Okay, sure, this is what I could do next. Or this is something else that interests me, that appeals to me, that could be fun to just see where it goes. But when Mercury is conjunct Venus, July 27th at 28 degrees of Leo, they are both feeling that finger of God energy and it's quite intense. And it actually will build up. So I would say, July 25th, 26th, 27th. Then on July 28th, Mercury enters Virgo. Now, before I go into Mercury entering Virgo, I want to go back to something important about Venus retrograde. Venus retrograde affects three areas of your chart. It is currently working with three astrological signs in your chart. Now, we know Venus is retrograde in Leo, so it's working with Leo energies. But because Venus rules both Taurus and Libra, the Venus retrograde reverberates out to any planets or points you have in Taurus and or Libra. This happens with every Venus retrograde, by the way. And so if you have a lot or significant planets or points in Taurus and or Libra, every Venus retrograde is more personal for you, is more important and it also is really checking in on how those Venus energies are showing up in your life. So yes, three areas of your chart are affected by Venus retrograde because yes, we're working with Venus and Leo, 
But then it also is communicating energetically to planets or points in Taurus and Libra. So I want to make that clear because I know that some of you, you feel these retrogrades even more. They affect you more deeply. They're energies that maybe you feel like, why is this always a big deal for me? But other people seem to be unaffected or don't have to go through some of these bigger retrograde themes. Well, that's why. Because Venus is ruling your planets in Taurus and your planets in Libra. Now, the same is true for Mercury retrograde and Mars retrograde. Mars retrograde will always affect planets or points in Aries and Scorpio. Those are the two signs that Mars rules. And Mercury retrograde will always affect planets and points in Gemini and Virgo. So every time a personal planet, Mercury, Venus, Mars, goes retrograde, the energy reverberates out to what they rule, to the signs they rule and if they have planets or points in those signs. So that's important to note. Now, as we move into August, we are going to have a Mercury retrograde in Virgo later on in the month. It actually will start August 23rd at 21 degrees of Virgo and travels back to 8 degrees of Virgo until September 16th. So that's coming up later. We're not there yet. And Mercury is not even in shadow zone over this next week. But I just want to give you that heads up uh, for planning purposes. So Mercury enters Virgo this week on July 28th and will stay in Virgo until October 5th. So we have extended time of Mercury in Virgo, which is one of the signs that Mercury rules. When Mercury moves into Virgo, there is now a focus on the particulars, the details, the minutiae. Let's look at what is working. What is the data? What is this leading us to? It's very analytical, specific energy. It's also quite practical. So Mercury in Virgo is where you give information and you're very clear. You'd number it one, two, three. Maybe you have to add in some subtopics. Maybe you have to present and organize the information so that it reads very logically. It's very rational and it takes you to a conclusion, a plan of action, something to put into place. So this is a very specific Mercury in Virgo that is going to have us assessing the smaller components and how those contribute to the whole or how those are a part of, let's say, an experiment or an assignment or a research project. It's sort of like when you do any kind of big research and you have to document your resources down to the page that you found the information or if you're quoting somebody, that's very Mercury and Virgo. I want to know down to the exact page where you got this information. And so as we move through extended Mercury in Virgo energies, we're going to have to be much clearer in our communications where we can't just, you know, say something vaguely because, no, I want to know the details here. No, tell me specifically, what time did you park the car or where exactly 
are we meeting and what time and what place? And so for those of you who have Virgo in your chart, you're like, yeah, this is how I always operate. This is what I always look for, what I always want. But as I'm sure you're aware of, other astrology signs aren't like that at all. And the Virgo energies are going to have oppositions to both Saturn and Neptune and Pisces over these next few months that will soften some of those Virgo particulars. And in fact, Mercury in Virgo is going to oppose Saturn retrograde in Pisces at five degrees on August 1st. So we're gonna move into looking at the energies of August 1st as August gets started. But just to quickly summarize, the end of July has Mercury conjunct Venus in Leo, Mercury enters Virgo, and then that's kind of it. So July closes out with quieter energy, softer energy overall, but it's also quite mercurial. There's a focus on that mercury energy as July ends. Then as August begins, on August 1st, the Aquarius full moon, Mercury in Virgo opposes Saturn in Pisces and Mars in Virgo trines Jupiter in Taurus. So with Mercury opposing Saturn, especially at the full moon, there is a full stop in order to contemplate something and to ask yourself, am I doing this for other people? Am I doing this because it's expected of me? Am I doing this or thinking this or communicating something because it's the plan? It's how I've always done it. The opposition to Saturn retrograde in Pisces is bringing up, what's this about And is it worth it? Is this still necessary? Or what do I need to change? What needs to shift here that maybe I need to sit with it more and think it through? When Mercury opposes Saturn, it's often not the best day for communications. And that's because something isn't heard, details are lost, people are busy, they're not paying attention. So it's not a good day either to sit down with somebody you look up to which is what Saturn represents. Saturn is the authority figures, your boss, a mentor, a parent. Not a good day to bring up anything important to you because it's not going to land. It's not going to go where you want it to. So just a heads up around that. There also could be a sense of, I don't know what to do with this information. I don't know what to think about this. So there is the need to just take a pause when Mercury opposes Saturn and to not turn the energy on to yourself, to not go into overthinking or overanalyzing, to not make a mountain out of a molehill. Also to not turn the energy onto yourself to the point of discouragement, because this could feel like it's never going to work. It's never going to happen. I don't see how this will ever come together. Those are thoughts that can come up when Mercury opposes Saturn. So it's just time to be, okay, I'm just going to put this on pause and I'll come back to it in a few days. And if I don't have to solve it today, great. Now, also on August 1st, Mars in Virgo trines Jupiter in Taurus. And this is development, momentum. Next steps are clear. Let's move this on down the line. Like there's energy here that wants to go wants to make moves, and it has an inspired direction to it. So you could have a sense of, well, this is what actually is connecting. This is what fits. This is what I want. This is a good day as well to look at how you can take a dream forward practically and how to 
trust your body's energy. Where if you're like, I've just got to go for a run, I've just got to jump on the Peloton, I've got to do something, I've got to go to another yoga class, that's because you're feeling a lot of energy that needs movement. So it is a good day for physical exercise, for movement, for working with your body consciousness, checking in on your lifestyle choices and what is working, what is healthy, uh, where things just feel like, yes, this is supporting what I need every day. Mars in Virgo trining Jupiter in Taurus is energizing. It also is a time where you probably won't overdo it. It's trusting, okay, it's time to stop. Okay, I did that thing. Now I'm going to rest. So there is also an awareness here that this is what I can handle. This is what I want to take on, but I'm not going to overdo it. And I'm going to trust myself when I'm ready to take a break and rest. Now, all of this is also happening during that Aquarius full moon, which is at nine degrees of Aquarius in your chart. So you would identify where you have nine degrees of Aquarius, as this is where the full moon is shining a light on this area of your life, because you're looking at the house placement where you have nine degrees of Aquarius, and it's lighting something up that could feel exciting interesting, unexpected. Uh, That Aquarius energy holds the frequency of the future. There can be messages from your future self. There could be downloads and ideas coming through that you're like, wow, that's kind of crazy, but in an exciting way. It's crazy exciting. What would happen with this? This is also where we check in on what is going on in the world at large, including what's happening with our friends, who's on vacation, where are they at, what are they doing, who's getting ready for school. Um, The Aquarius energy is about the people we know in the world. It connects to social media and the internet, our networks at large. So there is a sense here that maybe something cool is happening and your friend invites you or you want to gather people together to go experience it or to go do it. There's a social element with Aquarius energies. There's also the flip side of Aquarius energies, which is leave me alone. Nobody talk to me. I'm going to go do my own thing my own way. And so that Aquarius energy can show up as wanting to see people and hang out and socialize. But also it can be a time when you just retract and you want to be in your own world, your own energy and trust what is coming up for you without other people's influence being a part of it. The Aquarius full moon can be quite exciting in terms of what you receive. Again, those downloads, those inspirations. I also see it as opening up and expanding more of our third eye chakra, which can also connect to other timelines. So as I'm getting the visual right now, I'm seeing the third eye opening up and I'm seeing it as different lanes of highways, like a different timeline in each lane, but they're not linear. They're kind of busting out in all these different directions. So there could be something that opens you up to some new possibilities in your life and where you want to go in also being aware of the visions you're receiving through the third eye, through your psychic senses. And then I see that energy moving down into the solar plexus, which is Leo which is where the sun is. So with the sun in Leo at nine degrees 
and the Aquarius full moon at nine degrees, there's a connection here to receiving downloads, messages, ideas, inspirations, you know, something creative or something even batty, you know, off the wall bonkers. And then you direct the energy into your solar plexus and that's where you check in. How much do I want this? Is this true for me? Is this just a crazy idea and it's going to move through? Or does this really land in my solar plexus and fire me up? Does it give me a sense of yes? That immediate energy, which is also about fire signs. And the fire signs are about the present moment. Let's do this now. There's momentum. There's something here to take it forward. So I feel like this Aquarius full moon is going to give you opportunities to check in on what's calling to you now and your desire and ability to trust that. And this is even for the little things or the basic things, right? It's like having a conversation with a friend and they ask about something to do this weekend or something to plan together or a trip to take together, whatever it might be. And then you allow the energy to run down into your solar plexus to trust your answer and to trust what you're really truly wanting and feeling around it. Now we have this Leo energy paired with the Virgo energy because both Mercury and Mars are in Virgo right now. And so this is about how the plan comes together. How do we make this real? What do we need to do? What are the steps to take for this to come to fruition? So there could be things that you're planning for the future that are coming up this week and you're looking at the nitty gritty. Um, If you were just to take the example of a trip, right? It's looking at, okay, what dates can we travel? Where would we stay? What do we want to do while we're there? So that Virgo energy is the planner and the Leo energy is the inspiration and the desire to experience something. So keep in mind that whatever might be happening for you, it's meant to take you forward. It's meant to lead you into some new possibilities and something to just stay open to. And I mentioned previously in the show here about that Mercury and Virgo opposing Saturn in Pisces. And that would mean that there's changes in the plan. Something's not going to work. Something is not going to come together. So then you move on to plan B or the next options and the next possibilities. Now, for all the ways that Virgo can be very specific, Virgo is a sign of adaptability. So, okay, if that doesn't work, let's try this. Let's see what else we can check out and bring together. So I feel like this energy is really beautiful because we also have strong fixed signs right now, planets in the fixed signs. We have Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus. We have Venus and the sun in Leo. And we have this full moon coming up in Aquarius. So there's strong fixed energy, but the Virgo energy reminds us to stay open to choices, to possibilities. Stay flexible because things will shift, things do change, and yet you can still roll with it. To not be too locked in to one thing or one option, but rather trust that the universe has unlimited options, unlimited possibilities and solutions and directions to go. So go up higher to that frequency. In fact, this would be a beautiful week to go higher into your connection to the quantum field. And the quantum field is where all things are open. And you could compare it to how linear energies 
work in a progressive manner. Linear options are one, two, three, A, B, C. But the quantum is open, expansive. There is no order. There is no process to follow. It's about, okay, anything can come forward. Anything can come in. And it's a beautiful place to also connect with more manifestations, more miracles, more things that the universe can bring in based on your energetic frequency. So look at what is coming up for you that you can then go and release into the quantum field, which is opening up the energy. And from the ego mind perception, it can be, okay, I'm releasing control, but we know how control can be this hilarious mirage where we think we have control or we're in control And yet everything changes, everything turns over, everything moves into one form or another. So we have even limitations on our perceptions of control. So when you take something up into the quantum, what you're doing is demonstrating beautiful trust. The universe loves that. The universe loves trust. It loves willingness. It loves your ability to open up and be receptive to how things can come through in unlimited ways. So the more that you can open up to that frequency and release your grasp on something, the more you might just be surprised at what turns around, at what comes through, at what shows up that you're like, wow, that was even better than what I thought I was controlling or I thought I had a plan around. So that is something to keep in mind because the, the energies could feel tight right now. So check in on your, even your body, right? Like, is there a tightness in your neck, in your jaw, in your shoulders? And allow that tightness to loosen, to be massaged out, to flow out because that will also help you energetically stay open to what the universe can support you with next, what you're moving into, what you want, and also to not miss anything that could be a better option or possibility. Because, you know, sometimes when we're too rigid, we get hyper fixated on it has to be this, it has to look like this. But because the universe has unlimited miracles and opportunities, you might be missing out on something that actually is better, especially for the long term or for next steps. So just self-assess, check in with your body consciousness. Am I too rigid? Am I blocking energy? Am I really holding on to something? Am I overly attached? Uh, This is just a self-reflection exercise you can do about anything that's coming up because I feel like, again, with the retrogrades really getting stronger throughout August, there are things that we're going to need to open up and relax into. The retrograde energies are about the RE words, review, reprioritize, reconsider, reflect, And it'll be time to allow yourself to lean back even more and trust the beingness of life. Because sometimes we get into these modes of doing, doing, going, going. I've got to complete this. I've got to get this done. And yes, we have those parts of our lives, right? We have the practical things in our lives we have to take care of. We are responsible for. We have to tend to and put energy into. 
But if we do that too much, we lose track of how even when we're simply in our beingness, we are also supported by the universe. We are also being blessed. We are also connected to the energetic flows. So there could be opportunities here to check in on your own capacity to move between doing and being. You could look at these as your own masculine and feminine energies as well. How effortlessly you alternate between the two or if you do or if you don't, maybe that's good to know as well. And maybe even this Aquarius full moon will bring you some kind of insight or revelation into how your energy is operating, if it's working for you, what you want to change or do differently, and it being connected to a message from your future self. And when I say future self, I feel like that's a personal thing to tune into because you could feel a connection to your future self in five years, in 15 years, or you could feel a connection to your future self in two months or six months. So trust whatever that energy feels for you. But this is a really beautiful week to check in on what is coming through for you that drives you forward, that excites you, that gives you a zest for life, and also to tap into that deep knowingness. And I feel like this deep knowingness is beautifully embedded, not only in ourselves, but I'm seeing it connected to what has been called our junk DNA, which is actually our soul consciousness DNA. And as we ascend and go through our awakening experiences, we activate and open up that soul consciousness DNA that holds even more of our own soul knowingness. And so we have beautifully encoded within us these awesome codes of remembrance, of knowingness, of wisdom, of soul guidance. And I just feel like that's coming online even more. I mean, there's things that we're opening up to in ourselves, in the world at large, that we can't deny or push away. And I feel like there could be something activated, especially during the Aquarius full moon, that reminds you of more of who you are. And I feel it too, like spinning open this junk DNA or spinning open the soul consciousness DNA that shows you more of your potentials for growth in this lifetime. And hey, that could be a beautiful intention to hold for this Aquarius full moon on August 1st is please allow me to receive more of what I need to know that beautifully supports me in this timeline, in this lifetime with this energy that I'm moving through on my journey now. Please show me what I'm ready to see. And that would be a great way to start the month of August. Now, I did a show for you on Monday discussing the major astrological energies of August. So be sure and check that out as I go through what we can expect in this next month. And I will be talking about the 8-8 Lion's Gate energies next Monday. And this is about our ongoing evolutionary journey on this planet. Very powerful energies every year. So I'm excited to discuss that with you on Monday's show. I just released a new program about the nodes of fate in Aries and Libra. And this is a program that's designed for you to track how these nodes are moving through your chart, what is opening up for you that is new, 
that you're ready for, that has your name on it. That's what the North Node in Aries is going to reveal over this 18-month cycle. Plus, any planets or points in Libra are going to show you your choices, more about what you've learned and understood about partnerships and sharing. Also, the South Node in Libra is going to be working with generations of people. It's going to be affecting many people on the planet and having them look at the connections, partnerships, and choices that they're making. So I offer this program for you to know more about your journey. It's only 22 bucks and it's designed to be something you come back to and revisit even next year and early 2025 because of how these nodes of fate move through and open up things. We also look at what it's going to activate for your planets in Aries, as well as your planets in Libra. So I'll put the link below this podcast here for you to check it out. This is a course where you bring your astrology chart and you follow along with what I show you on the screen. I teach very visually because that's how we learn. And astrology is visual. It's about the symbols, the glyphs, the degrees, right? It's about looking at the chart. So it's designed for you to follow along easily and to understand what I'm teaching. So I hope that supports you. I hope that gives you some insights as well into what you're ready for next in your life because the nodes of fate put us on new directions of opportunities of what we are destined to experience next. So it can be quite exciting as well. You can find all my programs and offerings at mollymccord.online. And also please check out my YouTube channel where you'll find tons of videos in the playlists. And I hope those help you in understanding more about your astrology chart and energies as well. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday for another podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me as always. Thank you for sharing this podcast as well with others who would enjoy it, who are curious about astrology and who want to learn more about themselves. Really appreciate that this is a show that you love to share with your friends. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. I hope you have a lovely Aquarius full moon and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.